And welcome to Wrong Think, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Anna Perez. I have a lot to get to today. Some crazy, crazy stories. Uh, I want to let you guys know that what's going on with our kids is beyond just the left trying to indoctrinate them. They have an ultimate goal. They've been telling about us, it, telling us about it for years. Uh, they actually want to kidnap our children, if you believe it or not. I'll get into all of that and more coming up. But first, I want to ask you guys to go ahead and please rumble this video. It's because of you guys and your support that we're able to flourish here on Rumble. We're growing. We're getting bigger. We want to add more people to the roster. We want to do more things. Uh, but we can only do that with your support, and you can support us by rumbling this video. So please, please go ahead and do that now. Okay. And before I get into the rest of the show, I do want to say some breaking news. Last night, or this morning, I think, actually, uh, producer Eli was restricted on Facebook for two days. Get this. Because, because he shared, one, shared the wrong think graphic for my show. Now, for those of you who don't know, I was banned on Instagram. And what happens when you're banned on Instagram is you're also banned on Facebook because the two companies are connected. So I'm banned on Facebook or suspended, I should say. Um, so I guess they know anything that has my face on it, they have a problem with, which is very scary because I'm obviously on some lists. And now uh, I guess Eli is too. So uh, yeah, that's where we're at. So please, 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 more of a reason to share this video on all social media platforms because right now Eli can't. And it's all because of me. <laughs> so, uh, but I guess that's why the show is called Wrong Think. So, you know, you can't really be mad at me for that. Just doing my job, as they say. All right, guys. Well, I'll, speaking of Wrong Think, um, the, the left and the government, they don't want you to know this. But here's an interesting story that came out earlier this month. Virginia Representative Abigail Spanberger, uh, she, uh, her campaign surrogate, Kenny Bodie, he, he's actually the Prince William County School Board Supervisor. Well, he just admitted that if you don't comply with the left's agenda, that if you don't agree with allowing your child to transition and you don't affirm that child and say, oh yeah, you have a mental illness, that's totally cool. I love that you have a mental illness. You wanna be a cat? Let me go buy you a litter box. If you don't do that as a parent, that you are, you're, you're committing child abuse and therefore CPS should come after you. The government should come after you. I, he actually was filmed in an interaction at a school board meeting. I don't know why no one's talking about this. It's not a lot of people are. Uh, but it's pretty scary. Take a look at this. Uh, recently announced by the group was that they were establishing, um, forgive me for one moment, it was the um, affirming households is what they were establishing, that adults could take in kids that feel like that they're not being affirmed at home so that they can come live and reside with that adult. What are your thoughts on that policy? I think that's something that would have to be very carefully looked at um, because while it's one thing if it's a family friend or you know a family member or something like that that knows the household knows there's issues there that's known to the this, the kids themselves and the parents that that's one thing but if you're talking about someone who's out an outsider someone who's not a known entity to that uh, to that that individual or that child or that family I think you need to be careful with that. Um, obviously, we have other systems in place for other types of, of, of care for children. You have foster care, you have adoption programs, you have uh, temporary uh, situations with kinship care and things like that. So I, I would like to see if there's going to be a policy like that. A lot of the guardrails put in place with, like, with those programs so that if it is deemed like, hey, this is a safe environment for this child, the person has passed the background check and everything else, to know that they're safe and their home has been checked and they're safe, that's one thing, but we would need those kind of guardrails in place before it's enforced. Okay, and one more question, yeah, sure. if I can. Um, do you think that 
a child not being affirmed, or having their gender identity affirmed in a household is warrant to have that child removed from that household? That's a good question. And I think that there's a gradient um, it's obviously best when parents are affirming their kids. That's what I believe and I affirm my kids every single day. Um, but there's a big gradient between affirming your kids, not affirming your kids, and being downright abusive and unwelcoming and intolerant and dead naming your kid and what have you. Um, I think that like in any situation, there needs to be due diligence of what's going on in the home. Um, I would love it if every parent affirmed their kid, but I think there's a difference between affirming their kid and neglect and abuse. If neglect and abuse and you know emotional abuse is happening as, as a result of that lack of affirming, then there's a situation that I think really needs to be looked into. Excellent. Thank you, Supervisor Brody. So what he just said there is, at first, of course, in the first part, he was saying, well, uh, you know, if, you, if another ch parent wants to take the child in, then that would need to be examined. And they're like, that's crazy, too. Like, nobody should be taking anyone's kid in if the parent is fully capable of taking care of it, They just that they just won't uh, affirm the child's mental illness. Uh, but if the... But then he goes on and says, well, the government should then step in. Uh, I think that would be safer, is what he says. He actually thinks it's safer if the government steps in. If it, I guess if it's CPS, Child Protective Services, if it's their job to step in and steal the child, kidnap the child from the family. And what's so scary about this, obviously the whole concept is frightening. Why would, you know, if you have a child and you decide to be a normal parent and say, uh, of course, honey, you're not really a cat, you're a human being, but if you want to dress up as one for Halloween, okay. Um, but, like, that's what a normal parent would say. But... What he's saying is like you have to affirm this child, whatever whatever this child wants to be. I mean, a seven year old, really? That's that's what we're gonna do. We know that's crazy. But what's crazier is that where where do they draw the line? Like, so you can be like, there's no there's no there's no rubric for this, if you will. There's no there's no way for people to know like like who decides this. You know, who gets to decide whether or not that's considered abuse? Like, if if you were to dead name your child, as the left calls it. So that's wrong. So then, then your child gets taken away for that. Or is it just when they want to be a cat and you don't give them a litter box? Or like, what's the deal? Where do we draw the line? So it's kind of like free speech in that sense. Like, it's scary. It's a scary concept in and of itself to silence someone. Or it's a scary concept in and of itself to say that you can, the government can take away their child. But then it, it doesn't even make logical sense. Because it's like, where do we draw the line and who gets to decide that? And, you know, that's, that's truly the issue here. But, but here's the thing. You might have listened to that and, and thought to yourself, well, that's crazy. They would never do that. Or like, that's the first time I'm hearing of something that crazy. Well, well, guess what? The left has been telling us silently for years that this is what they want to do. They've been priming us for so long. This is what they do. They always have a two-part plan. First, they prime us. And then they, they you know, they pull the, the rug right from under us with something else. And the truth is, it shouldn't have been a shock because they've been telling us this for a long time. Remember when Hillary Clinton said it takes a village to raise a child? Well, what she's essentially saying is the child is raised by the community. And just recently, actually, Kamala said something very similar. Of course, everyone's take on it was that she was, you know, blaming it on climate change. But really what she's saying, and this is what the left wants you to know, it's kind of a threat. They're really saying, um, if you don't comply to our agenda, if you as an American do not comply to the left's agenda, we will take your kid. Because we can now, once you can deem anything child abuse, you, I mean, once you can deem something child abuse, you can deem anything child abuse. Because again, like I was saying, who gets to decide this and how far will it go? Well, that's all up to the person. That, that's all up to the government. Once you put it in the government's hands, then go as far as they want with it. So I want to play this clip of what Kamala said the other day, and then I want to dissect it because I think there's something very important that a lot of people missed with it. But 
I mean, truly, when you, you know, when you see our kids, and I truly believe that they are our children, they are the children of our country, of our communities, I, I mean, our future is really bright if we, if we prioritize them and therefore prioritize the climate crisis and the need to address it. So she's saying that, you know, the kids are our kids. Notice how she said that. The kids are ours. They belong to all of us. That's scary. That's absolutely frightening because she's saying the same rhetoric that essentially that other guy was saying. That's just, that's part two of it. Kenny uh, Brody, Bodie, his name's Kenny Bodie. Uh, he's saying the, the second part that they want to implement. Kamala just said the quiet part out loud. They're our kids. Climate change, we need to get climate change done because they're our kids. Mark my words. One day, if, if the government finds out that you're not supporting the climate change agenda, they're going to come to your door. They're going to knock on your door. They might, even, they might even kick the door in if you don't open the door, which I don't recommend you do, obviously, when this does happen, because we know it's going to. They're going to come in and they're going to say, you don't support the left's climate change agenda, which is supposed to save future generations. Therefore, that's child abuse. I'm going to take your kid now. And you're powerless because we all, it's too late. We already gave the power to the government because we had people like Kenny telling us that we had to. And, you know, there are lots of super sheep out there. I just heard that word on Unafraid earlier. I'd never heard that term, but that was really funny. Super sheep who will go along with this. and It'll be all their fault. And then we'll all, you know, CPS is going to come knocking on our doors, looking for our kids. Suddenly, if we don't support the next Democratic candidate. At that point, who even knows if we'll have two parties? It'll just be, you know, one uniparty and the, the government's candidate. And if you don't, if you don't vote for that candidate, then, then that's child abuse. Everything's going to be child abuse to the left. It's funny because they're the ones abusing our ch children, but I'll get into that later. Um, but I also want to show a clip, uh, play a clip of what Joe Biden said too, very similar to what Kamala said. And not too, it wasn't too long ago. He said this in April. Take a look at this. You've heard me say it many times about our children. But it's true. They're all our children. And the, the reason you're the teachers of the year is because you recognize that. They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. Yeah, they're not your kids. They're yours when they're in the classroom. They're the teacher's kids. They're the government's kids. What? What? So Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have you, con or they want everyone to think, that uh, the kids aren't, that you have, your own children, don't actually belong to you. You don't actually get to make those parenting decisions. They belong to the community. They've been saying this for years, okay? Uh, Hillary Clinton said it. They've all said it. People, the left has been saying this for so long. It's why they despise school choice. It's why they love big government. It's why anytime a parent has an issue with the school system, they always blame it on the parents. They never actually fix the problem. It's Really bad, everyone. It really, really is. And here's the scary part. If you were to say, okay, well, you know, I, uh, this, is, this is going to happen. This is, this is in the future. It's going to happen. I, I don't see it happening yet. What a lot of people don't know about the government right now is they're already kidnapping children. Now, for different reasons. Right now, like I said, they're priming us to do it for political purposes. They want to be able to repurpose it and uh, get their political agenda across. They want to now be able to say, oh, you don't support climate change. Let me kidnap your child. They want to say, oh, you don't support the transgender movement. Oh, you're anti-gay. Oh, oh, you won't take the vaccine. That's child abuse. That's also a good, uh, good point that's going to come up next. They're going to make not vaccinating your child child abuse, even though it's, again, quite the opposite. But here's the thing. What people don't talk about ever 
is that CPS kidnaps kids. Child, that's Child Protective Services. They kidnap kids all the time. This isn't new. They've been doing it right before our very eyes. Take a look at these statistics here. This is really scary. Okay, this is according to the Family Preservation Fa Foundation. As last reported in August 2019, 437,238 children nationally were removed from their families and placed in foster homes according to the federal government adoption and foster care analysis and reporting system. The traumatization of U.S. children has reached epidemic proportions. According to a 10-year study by the American Public Health Association, an alarming estimate that 37.4% of children, of all children, sorry, will experience a child protective services investigation by age 18. That results in 27.7 million children investigated based upon the current US population census of approximately 75 million children under age 18, or, or 49 million parents being investigated according to the latest 2019 US Census Bureau findings. What's even more alarming is that a staggering 84% of all children removals are not related to any physical harm to the child whatsoever, as reported by the U.S. Congress in the AFCARS report above. Furthermore, 61% of the placements were considered neglect, which is based purely on social worker discretion, which basically translates to the freedom to do whatever the caseworker wants. What they see as, quote, neglect is often just what poverty looks like. Instead of getting help to the parent, the parents get their children taken. Did you hear that? The parents get their children taken. Your child could be like two pounds underweight, which happens to kids all the time. If anybody who knows anything about anything knows that kids, you know, when they're younger, sometimes they're underweight. It's not really a problem. It's just my brother was really skinny when he was a baby. And now he's far from it. <laughs> and he got out of that stage pretty quickly. But, it, you know, he could have easily been taken by, by CPS, by Child Protective Services. I, mean, I don't think uh, my parents would have been too happy about that. I think they would have been greeted with a gun. But here's the thing. This happens already. People need to be aware of how bad this is already. They don't have, I have, uh, uh, Stu Peters covered this on his show um, not long ago. And uh, his, the, the person who, who this happened to, her son, I believe his, his name was as Cyrus. They called him Baby Cyrus. He was underweight because he had like a, some sort of condition, but it wasn't anything the parents were doing. They were trying to feed the baby. Obviously they weren't starving the baby and the government took the child away. They said it was child abuse. The, the baby was perfectly loved and happy. In fact, I know the sister of the mom whose baby it was, wonderful family, uh, but CPS still took that child away. This happens already, guys. And it's just a matter of time before they use it in, in conjunction with politics, before they use CPS as a tool to enforce their political agenda. Mark my words, this is coming. And when it does come, when it does come, by the time it gets here, there's going to be very little we can do to stop it, which is why we have to make sure it doesn't. We have to make sure that we, we stop these people dead in their tracks, not when it's already enforced, not like COVID where we waited forever to actually care that we were being forced to wear a mask. No, no, stand up now. You know, if anything ever happens, we need to, first of all, we need to bring awareness to the fact that this already happens. And look, I would like to say, just disclaimer out here, uh, CPS, I understand there are situations where children need to be removed from the home. There is, a, there are abuse situations. I'm not denying that. It obviously happens and I'm glad that they're removed in that situation. I'm just saying what doesn't get covered very often is the fact that so many, so many children are removed from their home unjustly, taken away from their parents, from their, their loving mother's arms, just because the government decides that they need to be. And like those statistics just showed, it doesn't matter if the social worker decides, if the social worker just wakes up and decides or goes to the house and does an investigation and decides 
that that's abuse. I mean, what if you get some crazy leftist? What if you get Sam Brinton, that guy who works for the government now, who I believe works in like, I, I, don't, I don't know, he works in like the nuclear arm of the government or something. I don't know. Uh, some freak who basically is, identifies as like a, an animal or something. I don't know. He, he's a cross-dresser, that's for one. He's also transgender, I believe. I don't know. He's one of those like alphabet people that kind of just align with everything. So it's very confusing. You don't actually know what to call him or her, it. Just call it it. But if that it, if that being shows up to your house and you have a relatively normal conservative household, if you go to church, in fact, I mean, think about it. The, the number one attack on this country is, uh, first, of course, free speech, but also Christianity because the left hates Christianity. They hate Christians. Um, they can't stand that we're a, a religion of peace. They can't allow the, wor the world to know that or else Christianity will uh, spread far and wide even more than it already is. I mean, uh, I believe like 70% of the country identifies as Christian. That's a problem to the left. Uh, but the point is, this, what's happening now, th this is coming. This is something that will, that will happen here in the United States of America. The government can go after your child whenever they want, if we allow them to. We, we cannot. We have to keep speaking out about it and, and catching them dead in their tracks. Joe Biden's saying those things. I wanted to show that to you guys so that you knew exactly what was going on. Uh, behind closed doors and Kamala as you all know you know what what Hillary Clinton said the other day uh, or not the other day years ago <laughs> uh, which wasn't even her own line um, it, I forget who said that uh, it takes a village to raise a child but she's not a very creative person but anyway yeah Sam Brinton shows up at your door decides that it's wrong that you're taking your child to church that you're a conservative family you're over you're done for your child gets taken away sorry that's America 2030 I guess uh, well, that's the UN's that's the UN's climate goal, 2030. But uh, who else knows what's going to go out around that? Because you also know they use the way that the gov that the Democrats operate is everything is a Trojan horse. They tell you one thing, and then it encapsulates all these other things. So, like for example, Green New Deal. You would assume that it has to do with being green, even if you didn't agree with that, which I personally don't like. Obviously, um, even if you don't agree with their green agenda. Um, it's like, it's not even about that. It's about socialism. It's about a million other things. It's, this, it's a socialist wish list. They do that all the time. So they're also, another tactic they'll probably use for this is to, you know, embed it somewhere in some other piece of legislation. So, you know, we need to elect people who we know are, are actually, actually going to care about these things. Marjorie Taylor Greene is one that always stands up for issues like this, for issues of the family. And I really, really respect her for that because she is one of the few people who truly, truly makes this a priority for her and really speaks out about uh, the issues with that. So everyone, just be aware. This is what they want to do. This is what they want to do. All right, and I want to get to the rest of this because there is a second part to this. Uh, but first, I want to let you know about our amazing sponsor for today, and that would be Gold Co. The last time the economy looked like this, guys, the dollar lost 46% of its value. While inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%. That's 1,300%. I didn't even know that was possible. And silver skyrocketed over 800%. So if history repeats itself, it could happen again. Don't let it happen to you. Call Gold Co. at 855-559-3433 or visit goldco.com live. You'll get a free gold IRA kit and learn how to get $10,000 or more in free silver. Don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement and savings. Don't forget to call 855-559-3433 or visit goldco.com, promo code LFA. That is LFA, guys. Please, please, please 
check them out. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and check out the Rumble comments. Don't forget to rumble this video, guys. You need better tech, Anna. Sorry, is it still freezing again? Okay, I have to figure that out. See, that's a new thing. It wasn't happening to me last week, so that's weird. Um, yes, Rick Green was helping baby Cyrus. Iris Hannah, you're right, he was. He came on the water cooler. That's how I found out about this. And then later on, I was at an event in Arizona, and I met uh, the sister of the mom, of baby Cyrus's mom. And she told me that we were just talking. It was at, it was at uh, Rick Green's Patriot Academy, which is excellent if you have kids under, uh, or I think it's 16 to 24 or 25, um, that you can send them to this. I was uh, speaking there, and I met her, and we were talking about all like the government and the CPS, CPS and stuff. And she's, and I, I, didn't, I had no idea who she was. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're Baby Cyrus's uh, mom's sister. So by Baby Cyrus's aunt. Uh, Miguel Ortiz, Anna's doing a badass job. Thank you, Miguel. Um, hey, Anna, I had to refresh. I'm sorry, Amanda. Oh, hey, Amanda. Didn't even say hi. It is weird, Anna. All the other LFA TV shows went smoothly today. Well, in all fairness, we don't film in like the same location. So this isn't like, it wouldn't be an overall tech problem. Or maybe it would if it were on Rumble's behalf. But it's... I guess on mine, and uh, I have to fix that because I thought I did yesterday, but it didn't. So I'm sorry. <laughs> um, let's see. Ricky says, in a sane world, Biden's would have been investigated. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they would have been investigated for so many different things. And in a sane world, we would have invoked the 25th Amendment already. He would be removed from office, he would be impeached. But obviously, we don't live in a sane world, and that's a, that's a problem because there are lots of things uh, that go on. Oh, somebody said earlier, what is with the feet? Because he was talking about the video. That was a secret recording. I answered that in, um, in the chat while it was playing. But, um, but yeah, that was a secret recording. So he couldn't really film the face anyway. But by the way, that guy that was advocating for the government kidnapping kids, he is one of the weirdest looking people ever. I, I almost showed a picture, but then I was like, no, I know myself. I'll go on a tangent about how ugly this man is and how creepy looking he is. But it's just funny because usually... Usually, um, usually when like, uh, usually when, when people are advocating for weird things like the left, they're usually weird looking too. So it's like, I don't know if it's like a mental and physical correlation there about like when it comes to deformities, but really ugly guy. Let me tell you the name, his name so you can look him up because you'll find this fascinating. Kenny Bodie. He is the campaign surrogate for Abigail Spanberger. He works on the Prince William County School Board. Also, if you want to go, uh, uh, send, uh, go call him or anything, because what he's advocating for is pretty scary. Um, can you get Anna Pauline on your show? That was Marilyn Dockenford, Dockendorf. Oh, Dockendorf. Sorry. Uh, can you get Anna Paulina on your show? Yeah, I'm friends with Anna. She's cool. I like her. She does a lot of great things. She really cares about the border. Um, she talks about like. Her, her whole story is like she kind of just got into this because she just cared about the border issue. And I had her on, I knew her, for, I've known her for a while, I've known her for years because when I used to work at Blaze TV, I used to book her on Andrew Wilkow's show. I was Andrew Wilkow's producer and uh, she was great. She's just fantastic. And then I actually interviewed her at RAV a couple times too, I think. So definitely I'll have her on. Democrats are also creepy. Yeah, they are creepy. That's from Duke624. They're absolutely creepy. Amanda says, Anna going to be driving if you are looking for me. I'm picking up my son from school. Oh, Amanda, thanks. Oh, yeah, I'm always looking for Amanda. Uh, yeah, two days straight. You say a few words, then cut out. I'm sorry, Mahago. I don't want to butcher your name. You're already mad at me, so. 
Don't want to make you angrier. But I get it. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize big time. All right, guys. Well, I want to get to the second part of what I was saying, which is that, make no mistake, the government is priming you to be in a position where your child will turn out mentally ill because of the way they're brainwashing your child at school when you're not looking, when you're not aware. If you send your child to a government school, which public school is a nice way of putting it, uh, Andrew Wilkow once said, speaking of him, uh, he once told me, and I think this is genius, the left uses the term public to disguise the fact that it's about the government. Because if you, really what public is code for is government, government funded. But it's not, it's not as nice to say, oh, did you send, do you send your kid to government school or private school? Because then it sounds like, you know, they're going to some like gulag to be brainwashed, which is exactly what schools, public schools are today. Uh, but that's what they do. It's all language. It's all coded with language. So I like to call what things that are public, I like to call them government, government schools. So that's what I'm saying here. So these government schools, if you're sending your kids there, they are trying to brainwash your kid. They're trying to make them mentally ill so that you as a parent, they're priming you to have to make a decision one day to either, you know, decide to comply with the left's demands and allow them to be mentally ill and brainwashed uh, and hand the kids over to the government. Or at, at a certain point, they're going to kidnap your child if they don't, if you don't comply with that and allow your child to be brainwashed. So what they're trying to do now is they're trying, they're in the process of brainwashing the kids. And that's what they've been doing for a few years now with CRT, with all this gender stuff, uh, with making sure that your child can, can confide in a teacher about what gender they truly are instead of, and the teacher can't tell the parents. So they're priming our kids to, to be in this position where they do become mentally ill first and foremost. I wanna play a clip uh, so just to give you some background information on this in California in uh, Canahoe Valley School District, I believe is how you pronounce it. A male student was masturbating in front of the entire class. Um, and get this, the superintendent, his name is Dr. Mark McLaughlin. He didn't care. He said it wasn't outside the norm. That doesn't sound right. First of all, I doubt it's not outside the norm. And if, and if it's, if it is outside, the, if it's not outside the norm, then what's going on in your school where that's the case? Uh, take a look at what he said. This was absolutely shocking. Remember, this is in response to the fact that a child was openly masturbating in front of the rest of the class. Take a look at this. This is a superintendent. Uh, one question. Um, and again, part of what we try to do is, is um, protect the confidentiality of our students who can't go into a lot of details about this. But there was outrage on... Uh, the subject of the boy who was masturbating in one of his classes. And I just want to ask, did the teacher and the board allow that, or is this something that might have just happened? Did, did we allow it? <laughs> I mean, I... So I would say that this itself is a confidential issue. It's a student. I don't think any of you would want us up here chatting about an issue that took place with your child. Um, when we talk about um, masturbation, it uh, could be rubbing of their jeans with their hand outside of their pants. Doesn't necessarily need to be inside. As someone who's been an elementary and middle school principal, um, I would say that at least once a year, this comes up from both males and females um, within a school setting. And so I don't think that this is anything outside the norm um, that would take place. So. Uh, do any other trustees have any uh, questions or comments or something they want to ask district staff at this time? 
Trustee would, Gill. I, I just, I would know, you know, when we have a student that may be touching themselves in their jeans, in their pants pocket, or whatever, you know, this is usually an issue that's discussed with the parent at home, if they're aware of it. I will say that there's also other emotional issues and psychological things that students are working through. Um, and, and that's, you know, sometimes parents are finding out that there may have been something dramatic that happened to that child, things like that. So as much as you may not believe this, we, you're asking questions about a particular student who may have something that I'm not gonna share with this group, or may they, they may not in this particular case. But, um, you know, it is a sensitive subject and I won't go into any more details on that. What? I mean, if this is happening in your child's classroom, everybody should be aware of the details. This affects everybody. If, if somebody stands up, if, 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 if a kid stands up and starts masturbating, everyone should be aware of the details. He didn't seem bothered at all by this. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why this isn't so out of the norm for him. I wonder why he's not absolutely appalled. If I were the superintendent of a school district and I'm finding this out, I would be enraged. I would be absolutely enraged. I would kick the, school, the kid out of the school. Now, first of all, it wouldn't happen, and I'll tell you why in a, in a moment. But the point is, I would be absolutely enraged. But the fact that he's not enraged and the fact that this isn't shocking at all to him begs the question, what's going on in your school that this isn't shocking? What is going on in this school district that this is not weird at all? Well, I'm going to show you what's going on because actually a parent, a brave parent, spoke up, spoke up about this, and she told us exactly what was being taught in schools so that this child, and I feel bad for the kid, he was obviously indoctrinated by the school, was over-sexualized in, in the classroom, and here's, the, here's a mom speaking out on behalf of her daughter who actually had to witness this uh, traumatizing event as well as other students. This is what she had to say about what the school's curriculum look like, looks like and what their rules or lack thereof are like. Hi. When I first stood here a few months ago, I respectfully presented facts and the lack of transparency I felt coming from the district. Quickly, I was mocked and dismissed again and again. You've made it clear you do not listen to parents. You do not support your teachers, and you are not willing to budge. Now I will be speaking to the parents listening. On May 17th, my seventh grade daughter, along with every other classmate, watched a boy in her class masturbate. I only, saw, I only know this because my daughter told me in the car when I picked her up saying her friends said they were disturbed, traumatized, and scared. The principal reported the incident to the district office. I've heard not from any one of them. It does not take an expert to figure out what happens to a 13-year-old boy when he's staring at mostly naked girls wearing underwear to school and being exposed to concepts like oral and anal sex in seventh grade. They let children write the dress code. The Teen Talk Comprehensive Sex Ed is not age appropriate and neither are supported by parents and teachers have spoken out adamantly against this. Despite all of this, they approved them both five to zero, just like everything else they slipped in while we weren't watching. My daughter and that boy are victims of this board's approved content and curriculum and I hold them each personally responsible for the social and emotional damage to these children. They repeatedly, without remorse, put children in harm's way. It's crucial that our community understands that the five board members you see up here are the superior or boss to the superintendent in all positions you see up here. The board is ultimately accountable and makes the final decision on everything. Anyone who wants evidence of my following statements, please reach out. Caneoalert.org has agreed to post them in the coming week. This board unanimously approves intentionally leaving parents out of gender identity discussions in all K through 12 classrooms. Last November, they hired lawyers to train staff and teachers against many teachers will 
how to fill out a form to hide gender identity and information at school from parents. They deceivingly call it student success plan. In January, Mark McLaughlin removed the legally required parent notification for asking about my child's personal gender identity and removed disclosure of a question on suicide from the parent consent letter for the seventh grade California Healthy Kids Survey. In May, they violated my legal right to 14-day parent notification of sex ed. In June 14th board meeting, Mark stated that they stand behind deliberate removal of parent notification prior to showing a third grade class a video on transgender. He emphasized they would not change anything they did and it, he declared it will happen again. June 21st board meeting superintendent comments, he stated they are, all, they are working on how to implement confidential medical appointments. In California, they can legally treat 12 year old and older without your consent and these people will do it. This should scare every single parent. This year starts, they put LGBTQ books on elementary school campuses and classrooms without notifying parents of the content. They did not disclose to parents that they were going to allow open gender bathrooms without securing privacy. There are open urinals and tampon machines in the boys' bathrooms. This is just some of it. They will cite California law as a reason for all of this, but let's be clear, there are no laws requiring parents leaving parents out of the conversation. In fact, there are parental right laws and it's time they're enforced. Parents, you can find a California state parent and student opt-out notice written by a legal team to protect your parental rights on turnthetag.buzz under the Take Action for Kids. Instructions are on there how to implement it. The deceitfulness from this board has proven to be deliberate. Anyone that stands behind this board stands behind these decisions. Parents, please hear me. We need a board that will promote unity and inclusion of all, and that includes parents. Thank you. Yeah, so obviously, obviously the parents were pissed off about it. And here's the thing. The, the school can't win. The school can't win. I mean, the, the government, sorry, I said school. The public, or what I call government schools, can't win. The government won't win if we have more people speaking out like that, if we have more moms. And that's why I always talk about needing women to be home with their kids so they know what's going on, so that they're aware they're not busy all the time working. I understand Joe Biden's economy. People have to do what they have to do. But it is better to be there with your child and know what's going on in your child's classroom. And it's because of women like this that we're going to be able to stop this. It's, it's because of people like that that are paying attention to what's going on in their child's, child's school and they're getting angry. They're going to be able to stop this because what the government, their goal, this is a two-part plan. They want to make your child mentally ill. They want to brainwash your child to make them believe that they are either an animal or another gender, whatever they want. And then, and then they also want to convince you that that child belongs to the government. And therefore, the government, if you don't agree to their, uh, whatever, their new world order agenda, they're going to come in. And they're going to steal your child. And they're already on their way to doing it. Like I said in the beginning, they've been doing this for a long time. Um, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and their whole, all, their entire ilk, they've been talking about this for a while. Okay, so it's not new. CPS has been stealing kids for a long time. Maybe not for political purposes, uh, but they've been successfully doing it for other reasons that have nothing to do with neglect or abuse. So what's to stop them from doing it now, from weaponizing the CPS as a political tool? What's to stop them? I mean, that's the greatest threat ever to take someone's child away. So, of course, it's going to be effective. That's a, that's because people are growing too strong. They're not they're done with the covid stuff. They're done with the vaccine stuff. They're saying no more, no more. And the government knows that. So they have to figure out their next big thing, their next new thing. And this 
this looks like it's going to be it. I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm not saying in the next year. I'm saying it's going to, uh, it's going to eventually become this. This will be the next thing uh, that happens as far as our kids go. And I want to play one last clip of, of, of another parent speaking out in another school district. Uh, this was what happened in a, a family-friendly drag. This is crazier, actually. A family-friendly drag show was advertised by the school. An email, an email sent out. That's, the, that's an oxymoron right there. Family-friendly drag show. What? What? But that is an email that was sent out. They were advertising for this, and it was sponsored by like a gay 21 and older club, which anything, a 21 and older club is bad enough on its own because why would you be like, why would you be partnering with a club like that if you're a school? The kids are obviously under 21, but then on top of that, it's gay, and it's also promoting a drag show. So this is what a parent had to say about what was happening, a mom specifically speaking out about this, this drag show. Take a look. I just want to know what it is uh, that makes a drag show family friendly because if you follow it to its logical conclusion you can slap family friendly titles on anything you can have family friendly gentlemen's clubs family friendly strip shows family friendly 50 shades of grade read alouds will you appro approve my flyer if i want to host in all the sex secrets of the kama sutra for kids and families if it's family friendly it's my question wow uh, what is it about a grown man and i honestly sincerely as a woman mean this what is it about a grown man costumed in a sparkly bra with augmented boobs busting out a leather miniskirt barely covering his twerking ass with tuck tape on his front while spreading his fish netted legs as he writhes on the ground grinding his groin next to a minor family friendly you owe us an answer and you know you don't get to hide by just taking something down off peach tree and calling it a day you owe an explanation and an apology problem with child porn, with sex trafficking, you, a little school district board of adults, made the decision to feature an event to hypersexualize young children. Do you want to know that the word that defines that? It's groomer. You all played the activist pimp for an aligned surgical center and for a 21 plus gay bar. It makes you groomers and activist pimps and we won't have those sitting on a school board who oversees the education of our children. You all stepped out of line. You should be ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing loving. No. There's nothing. Let's unite and include. Because the logical conclusion of that is you end up in diabolical evil. There are boundaries. And you don't slap family-friendly titles on stuff to cover your ass. Yeah, she's absolutely right. Um, and I was reading in the chat just now, a couple people said homeschool and, and you're absolutely right. Homeschool is definitely an option, uh, but it's certainly better than government school. But here's the thing. Our tax money still goes to these public schools, to these government schools. So it's not fair either. No matter how you slice it, you're still going to have to be paying taxes to go to something the majority of Americans wouldn't support. So that doesn't really fix the problem. We're still in, inadvertently supporting something that we shouldn't be supporting and we know it. So... We need to make sure that these, that these government schools stop pushing this stuff. So we need people to stand up and we need to say those things. So even if you do think, oh, I'm, I'm safe, my child's homeschooled, even if that's the case, and that's, that's great, all more power to you, we still need to stop this from happening in government schools. Now, I'm with you. I wouldn't trust my kid at one of these schools, but I mean, I wouldn't trust the school with one of my kids, I should say, 
but I don't have kids. But when I do, I'm certainly not sending them to a government school. Um, but like, but I still would care about the fact that this is going on as we all should, because this is your money. You're paying to live in whatever district that may be. And it's going to something that and ultimately it's worse for society overall. So we're, we're basically just creating more and more mentally ill kids, um, which is exactly the goal, which is exactly the goal so that the government can send their little CPS social workers knocking on your door once your kid is, uh, is successfully indoctrinated to be mentally ill and you say, no, I don't want you to be a different gender. That's not the gender you are. That social worker is going to take that kid right out of your, out of your house and you're never going to see your child again. And God knows what the, what the government's going to do with your kid. And, and there's a lot of theories I have on that. And there's a lot of things that people have done, you know, uncovering that. Stu Peters has a great documentary about uh, the child trafficking ring that goes on and CPS, the government's a big part of that. I, I recommend it. It's called These Little, These Little Ones. Um, and that's a whole other topic right there. That's a documentary topic, which is exactly why he made a documentary about it. But but at the very least, just be aware that it happens and that it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop unless we are aware. Okay, guys, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break so you can hear from one of my amazing sponsors, the Functional Medical Institute. They have some great options to help you keep your family and yourself uh, healthy and fit while also supporting this show. Be right back, guys. Hi friends, Dr. Mark Sherwood here. And I'm Dr. Michelle Sherwood. Not everyone can make an appointment with us, but you can receive many of the same educational benefits our patients receive through our most comprehensive course, Health Secrets Exposed. Modern healthcare, or should we say sick care, is more focused on profit than your health. And in this course, you'll discover what sick care has been keeping from you all along. Here's a hint, you don't need more medication. You need the simple truths in this course to unlock optimal health. Health Secrets Exposed is usually $149. Now it's just $99 with your promo code. It's time for you to learn what Big Pharma doesn't want you to know. Get access to this course now at Sherwood.tv. All right, guys, and welcome back. So if you've been watching this show the last two days, you know that I've been asking you to send me your uh, Joe Biden Puerto Rican memes. Well, I'm going to switch that up today, and I'm going to ask you guys to go ahead and send me your best Kamala Harris memes just in general. This will be a free-for-all. Send me your best Kamala Harris memes. Uh, that woman is a nut job, so I'm sure there's uh, some creative stuff you guys will either find or come up with on your own. Really excited to see those submissions. You can send them to me on Instagram. My, my Instagram now is wrongthinkanna underscore. Uh, that's because I was banned. My, it used to be Anna Perez DC, but now it's wrongthinkanna underscore. And on Getter, on Truth, on Gab, on Twitter, everything else, it's Anna Perez DC. So send them to me wherever, tag me in them on Getter. I know you can't really message me there, so just tag me in it. I will make sure to show it on the show and uh, we will rate them. You know, I'm really into rating these memes one through 10. So that should be fun as always. Okay, now I'm gonna check out your comments. Since I know a lot of you guys have been saying some things. From the pit of hell says, Dan, dear Rob, 
Dan, I don't, sorry if I butchered that. Yeah, absolutely. That's what this all is. This is definitely comes down to uh, Satanism. This that's what this is all about. I mean, what it's so satanic to take someone's child and uh, abuse them in, in this way, both you know mentally and physically. Like what goes on is absolutely horrific. And like I said, I'm going to be uncovering a lot of the abuse that goes on behind closed doors once kids are kidnapped and taken by the government or taken by other people. Or it's just it's just absolutely hor horrific. I mean, it's it's the kind of thing. And I said this the other day. It's the kind of thing where it's like you almost don't want to believe it's true. Like you, your mind can't conceptualize that that much evil exists. Um, and it does. And sadly, it does. And people don't like it. People don't want to believe it. And I think that's a big reason why it's kind of branded as conspiracy theory or it's branded as wrong think. It's because people don't want it to be true. Uh, you know, we have a tendency psychologically to not if something we don't want something to be true, it won't be true to a degree. So it's 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 hard. It's hard to watch and I understand it, but we also have to wake up to the reality. Please, guys. Also, I just saw someone um, ask people to rumble this video. Yes, please, please do rumble this video. I appreciate you guys asking that in the chat. Uh, so yeah, the Smokey G, 350 watching, 250 rumbles. That is a good number ratio. Yes, but I think we could do better. Everyone, if there's 350 people watching, you could all rumble it. That would be cool. Um, and uh, we really appreciate that here at LFA, of course, because that's how we're going to be able to grow and keep these shows going. So much great content. Of course, you have uh, Jeremy, you have Loud Majority, you have Antonio, you have Mike Crispy, just so much great content. And we want to do so much more. So please, please, please continue to rumble these videos, all of them, mine, all the other LFA hosts, and follow us all on social media as well. All right, uh, let's see. Smokey G says, my Kamala Harris memes you can't show on video. Oh, well, that sounds like a challenge. Uh, send them my way anyway. I will probably show them. Uh, Marilyn Dockenford says, Alex Jones has been talking about this for years. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Marilyn. And nobody listened to him. They were like, oh, he's so crazy. Uh, now look at him. Now he's right. He's right about everything. Now I look at him and I'm like, oh, you're kind of mainstream. Uh, but it used to be that he was this crazy guy the media didn't want you to know about, didn't want, to hear, didn't want you to hear from. So uh, it's kind of funny how that turns out, how conspiracy theorists, uh, I don't know, happen to not be conspiracy theorists at all. They're always, almost always right. All right, guys, I want to end the show on a really interesting story that I think you're going to enjoy my reaction to. I think you guys are going to have an interesting reaction to it. This is a girl who thinks... Um, who thinks it's racist and sexist and all these other things to like when somebody is physically healthy looking, to like when somebody is physically attractive. It has nothing to do with your biological inclinations to want to reproduce with somebody healthy. No, no, no. You're just a racist. Let's talk about the trendiness of flat stomachs again. I think a really important question to ask is why do we view flat stomachs as attractive? Some people in the comments of my first video tried arguing that our obsession with flat stomachs is biological because they're more attractive. When in reality, the actual reasons are a combination of fat phobia, Christianity, colonialism, anti-blackness, classism, and capitalism. As a lot of us know, chubby stomachs were considered a symbol of beauty and wealth during the Renaissance. But why did this change? White colonists started pushing the idea that black people were inherently fat because they lacked self-control, which highlighted the adoption of fat phobia as a means of perpetuating racism and trying to justify slavery. As Sabrina Strings mentions, self-control and rationality were characteristics that were deemed integral to whiteness. Not to mention the idea of the Protestant work ethic. Decades later, we have a diet industry worth $72 billion and the fatphobic idea that flat stomachs are somehow superior. 
Uh, yeah, flat stomachs are superior. It tells you that you have less body fat. Now, obviously, don't go and be like anorexic. Nobody likes that either. I mean, there's a wide range of what people would find attractive. I mean, you don't have to be perfect. Everybody knows that. In fact, it's kind of weird if you are, especially if you're a man. Nobody likes like a gorgeous man, like one who's too attractive. It's like, ugh. I think it's kind of weird when men are like way, way, way too muscular, but that's how I feel. And I think a lot of women would probably agree with me on that. But here's the thing. Um, the point is, that's absolutely insane. Uh, and I love how she cites that one extremely liberal philosopher or whatever, that, that author, to prove how racist this is. It's like, yeah, you took one freak with blue hair's opinion and they put it down on paper, so therefore you took it as fact that everything people believe is racist, that everything, that if you like, um, that if you like somebody to be healthy looking in order to be attracted to them, that you're a racist. You're a racist if you won't, if you don't think Lizzo's gorgeous. You're a racist if you don't, if you don't want to sleep with Lizzo, if you don't want to lick her face. Like, it's so weird. It's so crazy. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm not stupid. Like you can't, I'm not blind. Okay. Like I'm, I think this paper magazine put her on the cover one time and it kind of felt mean. It's like they're using her as like a, a tool for, th for them to look, to feel good about themselves. And it's like, you and I both know whoever put her on the cover of that magazine, that person and I both know Lizzo is not hot and nobody wants to look at her. Nobody wants to look like her and nobody wants to look at her. Okay. And I'm not being mean. It's just a fact. All right. Nobody thinks that's hot. And I don't know why, you know, I don't know. As someone, Amanda College just said, now they call it thick if you have weight on you. That's true. But here's the thing about being thick is like, thick is one thing. That's when you're like into, into working out and you have muscles or you're like fit. You're like a fit girl vibe. Okay, that's, that's good. That's health. That's being healthy. You don't have like fat rolls. You have like, you know, muscle or you, you're toned. But then they took that term and they started applying it to lazy fat people like, um, like Lizzo or curvy. Like I always considered myself like like my actual body shape is curvy. Like I have uh, boobs and a butt. I'm, I'm not saying that to like, you know, talk myself up. I'm just saying that's just how I'm built. But I'm not fat. I just have that. I just my bone structure is literally that way. The way my fat is distributed is that way. But then they started using that term and applying it to fat people like Lizzo. And they started calling her curvy. And I'm like, uh, no. Lizzo and I are very, very different people, uh, as are anybody else, in, as is anybody else in my position versus somebody like Lizzo. Like Lizzo's just flat out fat. She's not curvy. She's not thick. She is fat. She is obese. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with not being attracted to somebody who is physically unhealthy. Uh, you're meant to be attracted to people who are healthy, who are, uh, who you're able to reproduce with. And I don't understand why, uh, what Amanda called, sorry, I got distracted. Amanda Collins comment was funny men love big women because they feed them food it's so funny you say that because on my on getter the other day i posted something i said i don't know all these exes that lizzo's singing about but something tells me they're either like 40 like middle-aged black men who are into that um t that fetish where you keep feeding women um because they like to feed them it's like a sexual thing for them or like really really skinny like white soy boys i feel like they would be into lizzo too um either way uh, not not great to date someone who's encouraging unhealthy behavior or and dating, you know, a skinny white soy boy also not great. So you kind of you kind of lose either way. Update your camera to Steven. It's not my camera. I don't know what it is because uh, it's not the camera. It's something else. It's it's I have to figure out. I don't know exactly what it is, but I will figure it out. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And thank you for bearing with me with all of these tech issues. I really do apologize. 
and it kind of sucks because like I I put effort into the show and then like it gets screwed up. So I it, it's it's annoying for me just as much as it is for you. Believe me, because I always want to make sure I I give you guys a great show. Um, fan bosses, I guess I'm kind of built like Lizzo. LOL. Um, I mean it's fine. That's the thing. Like I don't care. Like I'm not here judging people what they look like. I don't care. Like it's neither here nor there to me. I'm not here to police what you eat or how you live your life. But don't tell me that I must find Lizzo attractive. It's the same thing you do with like transgenders. They're like, oh, if you don't, if you, if you wouldn't date a transsexual who like got their dick cut off or uh, had their vagina turned inside out to be a dick, then you're, there's something wrong with you. You're transphobic. It's like, uh, yeah, I am transphobic, but for valid reasons, not for that reason. Yeah, I think trans people are absolutely frightening and I wouldn't want them around my children. Um, but not because, but I'm not transphobic because I don't want to have sex with them. Uh, that's an obvious reason right there. Why would I want to sleep with somebody who's mentally and physically unfit? They're, they literally cut off a body part. How much more mentally and physically ill could you get? You know, so I'm just saying, uh, yeah, LFA, produce, that's Eli. We apologize, everyone. These are growing pains. I am so sorry for that, guys. I feel really bad about that. Uh, I will figure it out, though. Amanda Collins says, God bless you. Great show. Thanks, Amanda. Um... Ew, Anna never used that Lizzo analogy. Wait, what did I, what Lizzo analogy? I don't think I used an analogy, did I? Fan boss? 12? I don't know. Um, speaking of food, time to go to the grocery store. Peace out. Okay, bye, Smokey G. Amanda Collins to stay healthy. We all need natural ingredients to get curvy. Yes, that's right, Amanda. You do. In the most respectful a a way, Anna, because I do not want to diminish your obvious intelligence and professionalism, but you are gorgeous. Oh, thank you, Joey. That's nice. Brown sugar. See ya, Anna. Bye, brown sugar. All right. So I guess I'm done with my rant here. Sometimes I'll just keep going and then I get distracted by the chat. So I should probably, I should probably <laughs> cut myself up now. Uh, cut myself off now. Uh, ooh, cut myself off right after I talked about cutting off your body parts and being transgender. Uh, not a good, not a good mix there. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching today's show. I, again, I apologize for the tech issues. This is a new show, so we're working it out. And like I said, I'm doing this all myself. So don't blame it on Eli. Don't blame it on Frankie. It's my fault. Uh, and whatever else is going on, I just have to figure out what that is. Uh, so thank you so much for being, uh, for being here. Please tune in again tomorrow, 1 p.m. right here on LFA TV, guys. It was so great being here. It was so great getting to interact with you guys. Remember, send me your best Kamala Harris memes. Uh, she is just a loser and I want to see what you guys send me. So that should be great. And I'll rate them right here on the show. See you tomorrow, guys. Thank you so much for watching.